Hello and welcome to Tammy Ginders. This is the show where we go and try and find the answers to things about the Isle of Man that we've always wondered about. Or perhaps you've always wondered about. Who knows? Someone's wondered about them. Something out in the environment, something in your house, something you've wondered. Can that be done? So where are we heading? Well, I think if the name of the game was to wonder what would happen if you went on a search for something without actually doing some research first, then we will have the answer to that today. Oh, I see. That sounds vaguely barbed. Yes, a little cryptic maybe. More about that later. We will have the usual challenge and our rummage in the archive. But first of all, um, earlier this week, a posse of us from uh, here at Manx Radio Towers uh, went on a little expedition. And this is because there is something in Jerby that I've always wondered about and have never yet seen. And that is the infamous Jerby shipwreck. So not too far from where we were picnicking we've just taken a left turn at the bottom of the the road that goes down to the beach and sort of follow your nose really so what do we know about it? It was called The Passages. It was The Passages and there are again if you sort of look around there, there are bits and pieces online and such like and it was uh, it was 1931 um, a Wednesday evening very stormy and it had been out fishing it was um, a herring fisher been out in the north of Ireland and uh, it was approaching the Isle of Man and dark, as you imagine, very windy. And I think it was grounded in essence. It came to a, a, a full stop. And the captain, it's reported, had run aground off this uh, soft sand on Joby Beach. They shot up rescue flares, shot up into the darkness, and the rescue party had to come down pretty much where we've been coming down, I think, down the uh, headland to get down to the crew. So I imagine we're pretty much walking in in their, their footsteps. footsteps. Yeah. Wow. That's a bit spooky. That's a little bit. But the good news, as we were saying, 13 crew and all were rescued. Um, and there's some notes I jotted down here, which again, people have been out before and they were saying it, it obviously is still there. They never actually moved it. It remains where it is. And we're getting closer now. You can see a sort of, it's like a sort of a, a square, isn't it? Yeah. Sort of uh, sticking out of the, the rocks there. Um, they left it there, they said you can still see the outline of the ship, but you can pretty much in its entirety minus the fish, which um, I think, <laughs> I think even if it was still there, they're probably gone by now. Apparently they dumped the fish overboard, uh, presumably to try and uh, lighten the load somewhat. And you can see the, the general outside at the low tide, which is when you've got to go, which is when it is now. And the engine still sticks up through the, the mud. It's been, uh, been described as a good on-land example of what an underwater shipwreck looks like. Wow. So even for us non-scuba divers, you get the idea. So when you get there, you're just, to, we, maybe you should have brought like a little diving mask and I could have thrown some water at you. <laughs> to get. Why sport. didn't we think of that? Full of broke. Eh? I wish I thought of that now that I've mentioned it. It would have been yeah. great fun, but there we go. We'll just have to Next time, that. eh? Next time. Next time. So, come on. You should be there, isn't Well, we've made it. Okay. Um, I'm not quite sure how close we can get to it. There's a sort of a fairly rocky path in our way, but we can give it a go. Once again, I've worn the incorrect footwear. 
Now, you don't have your ballet pumps on today, though, which is no, a, that was sensible. in the right direction. So what footwear did you opt for coming down into a wet beach <laughs> with rock pools and sand and seawater? I've got my Ugg boots on. Oh. Well, look, what have you got on? What's that going on there? These are my wading sandals. Of course they are. Right. OK. Well... We're going to hear how that little trip across the rocks went in a little bit. Suffice to say, I don't think Howard was as sympathetic as he could have been. And there was a little reference there made to ballet pumps, and we shall hear uh, why that was a little bit later. But um, it was a great Sunday evening out, actually. We did have a picnic. Everybody bought some food. We gathered around the rock at the bottom of, uh, uh, you know, the little walkway that you get down to the beach. It was very pleasant. It was, actually. I, I confess I thought the whole thing was going to be a bit of a disaster and that this was our third attempt to go out there. The first one had been hammering down with rain or the tides were wrong, then the tides were wrong, then I think someone was ill or something along these lines and I thought this isn't going to happen is it? And then this one was coming about but then everyone was busy, then you invited the entire world to come along <laughs> and I thought there's going to be a coach party down at this place and uh, and then it looked like it was going to rain again and then it looked like the tide times were actually wrong, the tide was going to be too high and I thought it was going to be another disaster. However... You were wrong. You yeah. should have just listened to me. It was lovely. It was a lovely trip out and we have decided we're going to have many more of them. <laughs> Someone's decided in any case. It was very popular and people were saying, what are we doing another? Uh, so we'll have to think of something else. And it is a yeah great spot to go out to, really nice. Now then, uh, something else we do on this programme on a regular basis is, uh, well, we've sort of called it a challenge. I don't know if that's the right word. I need to think of a better name for this, really. It's more like little sort of simple science experiments. The thing, those of a certain age, as I keep saying, i.e. my age or older, who watched the How on uh, ITV as a child when they used to do these sort of little things of how do you do this, how do you do that, you know, how do you make a, a little thing that crawls across the desk out of an old candle, an elastic band and a cotton reel, this sort of thing. You remember if you're of a certain age and if you're not, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Anyway, these days it's all online, isn't it? You can see them so you can Google these things, look online and there's no end of people of all sorts of ages and every creed, colour and everything else you can imagine doing these experiments. Simple experiments you can do at home and hopefully something safe as well. Now, this is one uh, which I did ages ago and I used to have one like this, the little diver in a tub. You, you didn't have the diver in the tub? No, did I didn't, no. Well, it's just how... Oh, just have a listen. And this is uh, this is how you can make one out of just some bits and pieces at home, including an old sauce sachet. Right, here we go then. Look, two of us, two of us this time for the price of one. How exciting. Another experiment which we hope is going to work. If you look closely, but don't look too closely... <laughs> The first one didn't. So we're going to try again. Another little air pressure one. Now, you must have done this when you were a kid, or, or Holly here, maybe, where you had the little diver thing where it used to go down in the bottle and up again. Do you ever remember those? Are you too... I probably nah, vaguely remember nah. it, but it's not one okay, that really so sticks it's a, out. It's hopefully an air pressure thing. And a bottle of water mm -hmm. we have here with, a, strangely enough, a bottle of ketchup at the bottom. So what we're going to do is open this and see if we can get our uh, sachet of HP. Yep. I'm hoping this is going to float. Okay. Right. All right. Pop that in and see if it floats gently. That's it. Yay! Float. Lid on. Okay. So here we go. The lid on. So it's floating. Now we should be able to get it to sink by giving a little bottle a squeeze. And hopefully, squeeze that. And it should. Oh, look, there it goes. Sink. There we are. And if we release it, it should come back up again. Wow. Hey. 
How about that? That's Have amazing. a go. I can tell you're excited. Well, down it go goes. Go on. Yeah, good firm grip. There we go. Look at that. Yay! Yay. The diving yeah. HP. Yeah, How about go. that? So Do you want to go? A particular scientific thing it's that you can It's air tell pressure again, it? isn't it? So there's a little yeah. bit of air in the top of there. You squeeze that. You can press the air down. It forces it down, I think, is the basic. Just a bit like a little diving bell. That's it. Keep squeezing just at the top. You got it? Come on, muscles. You can do it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Yay, Yay! There it goes, there it goes. <laughs> and let go, it'll come back up. Way. Hours so, of entertainment. Hours of entertainment. If you happen to be sitting around on a Friday evening and you think, what am I going to do with this old water bottle I've finished? This HP sauce packet I've nicked from wherever. And um, <laughs> other stores are available. And a child. What more could you want? Brilliant. Gosh. Well, it, it worked. Yeah, that was all right. It worked. All right. <laughs> it did work. Come on, it did work. And we have the video to prove it, which will be on the Manx Radio <laughs> it Facebook will be, page. Which is possibly, if that were possible, even more interesting than the recording. <laughs> um, I just want to tell you something a little bit weird. Oh, okay, okay. so I was down like at Niarble. No, 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 it's not. Oh, no, it's not. Um, I was down at Niarble yeah. after um, mm. we were doing a broadcast from Dorby Village mm. Hall mm. last week, mm. and James Franklin from Culture Vanham was there, and we were talking about a cave which is reputedly the home of some little people, you know, the Munjavega yeah, yeah. uh, themselves. And I was like, very fascinated by this. So James um, very kindly showed me where this cave was, and I recorded a bit for Tammy Gindis because I thought you know this is great something there that we can all wonder about and you know maybe go and have a look and see I came to open the file on my phone I've got it in front of me here I and you can I'm see like, the recording the I'm holding you can't yeah, see it okay yeah. you can see that there is something that I obviously started mm. to record or did something there but it's completely blank the re- and I know it was working because well, I checked clicking. it while I was doing it. Did you press the red button? I did, but because if I hadn't pushed the red button, then number 32, which was the file it was, it wouldn't be there at all. So She's, she's holding the phone out again just to prove it. Yeah, yeah. there you go. I think something strange right. has happened. Okay. I well, wonder there we what. Go. I wonder what. Well, it does mean, unfortunately, we can't bring you the fairy cave. No. Are you going to go back? Well, yeah, we could go back, actually, because mm. speaking of Niarble, we went on a little trip there ourselves. We did, and here, this now. That's us walking. <laughs> right. Uh, so this is, well, this is something a bit different. Down the west of the island uh, by uh, Florifort's Cottage. If you know where uh, Florifort's Cottage, you know Florifort's Cottage? Well, yes, but I'm just trying to work out which one was Florifort's Cottage. The one behind you, I think. That one there. No, well, I... this one here. Oh, this one. Well, mm. I can tell you something about that one. That actually came from Nokalo. So when that camp closed in 1920, what they did with the, the huts that were there, a lot of them were sold off, including one went to uh, Northern Ireland, apparently. Uh, but that actually came from Nokela. A font of knowledge. I must say thank you to James Franklin from Culture Vannon for that little piece of, uh, piece of history there. But yeah, isn't it incredible? Because I often wondered, actually, when you look at photographs yeah. of the camp, I mean... It, it, Obviously, war ended in 1919, but it took quite a while to repatriate everybody who was there because during that time, um, James told me that actually it was the busiest place in the Isle of Man. It was the most it populated was. place in the Isle of Man, wasn't it? So I've heard yeah, that. It took a while. Right. What we've actually come down to take a look at, and let's just hope we can find it, is a little monument. So this is called a Howard's Goose Chase, is it? <laughs> we'll find out in a couple of minutes uh, once we've raced up the hill. <clears throat> and, well, it's one of these monuments that 
If you know about it, you'd know about it. If you don't know about it, you wouldn't have a clue because you've never actually... Uh, it's not the easiest thing to find, necessarily. Um, what was it, a monument to or well, about? Well, it or? is a monument to, I'm sure, a lady who died here. Um, I'll try and find out a few more details, if memory serves. The uh, Lord of All Wonderment, Charles Gard, has been here before us, and I think it's detailed in one of his books, if memory serves correct. I mean, Charles has got a head start on us, obviously, because he started broadcasting... the early 1930s, but um, <laughs> he's, yes, I'm sure he's detailed. I came across it some time ago and didn't know much about it, but it's a, it's a little monument. Someone's gone to a lot of trouble to create it and put it in a place where it's virtually, I wouldn't say inaccessible, but no one's going to find. But I think it is a monument to a, a lady who uh, died there. But let's just hope we can find it, because I haven't been down for several years. It won't have gone. Can we find it? I wonder. Tammy Gindis. Okay, so a bit further up. Wind's blowing a bit on this headland. Now, this is the tricky part. It's on one of these headlands. Right, you never told me that. You never suggested that there was going to be climbing or anything involved. Not climbing? Or... Well, this is not... When he said it wasn't easy to find, I didn't think I was going to have to launch myself off the edge of a cliff. Oh, we do exaggerate. My mum, look how steep that is. It's not a cliff per se. Now, is it this one? What have you got on? A little ballet. Oh, for heaven's sake. There's a little path here. Do you want me to go and check first? Yeah, I do, because I'm not going down there if there's no reason to. Okay. Right, just be careful, for goodness right. sake. Right, I'll go and check. You stand here and hold that, and I'll just go and take a look. Right, okay. Okay. I mean, I have to be honest, if we had to choose a day for it, today was the beautiful. day. It is gorgeous, so <clears throat> off you go. And maybe some time. Oh, my Lord. So down he goes. This is definitely going to be one that we don't suggest you go and find yourself, because we don't want to be responsible for anybody injuring themselves. Probably not a great time to tell Howard I'm not fantastic with heights, but he's uh, bravely clambering down. I should possibly be videoing this, I suppose. Oh, my goodness. What a day, though. If you do nothing else, you definitely just come up here and look at the view. It's just wonderful. But he's uh, going down all the way, hoiking up his trousers. I certainly can't see anything from here. but he's going quite far down the cliff now, looking all around in a bewildered sort of fashion. He can't remember where it is. He does this, he has these great ideas and then actually can't remember where on earth it was that he actually saw it. You can't find it, can you? It's not that one. Well, I'm glad I didn't go down there. He's coming back up now. So it's actually in the sort of the cliff face. Towards the edge, yeah. Towards the edge. I suppose, depending on how long ago it was, it might be a wee bit overgrown now, eh? Eh, uh, possibly. Well, I'm glad you're okay, and I'm glad I didn't go down there. Uh, oh, we good. Right. Uh, okay, next headland. It's one of these that I haven't been down for several years. So, so far, we don't know... Who it's a monument to? I don't know who it is a monument to. No. Or where it is. I do know it's around here. <laughs> I guess for the purposes of radio, we could just make up that we've found it. But 
take the joy out of it, really. There's no point in wondering about something and not actually finding it, is there? <laughs> right, on to the next one. Right, okay. In my defence, I mm -hmm. would say I hadn't been down there for a long time. I did know about it. At least I recorded it, which is something. And we did, well, more on that later. We did find something later on. The bottom line is it's quite a rural area. It's not an easy thing to actually spot first off. And I couldn't have. It's several years since I last was down there and I didn't know whether it would be buried under the vegetation or it was all still nice and clear. Yeah, true. I think this is one to be revisited, is it? Yeah, I would say so, wouldn't you? I think when I think we did get the gist of it, and we are going to revisit. Yes. So and next week we will bring you. Next week we will be there. We know where it is now. We think. Uh, this is Tamagindis on Manx Radio, uh, award-winning as ever. But something we did find was the Jerby shipwreck. Now, if you recall, at the beginning of the programme, uh, you heard us walking along Jerby Beach. We just had a very pleasant picnic with uh, fellow members of uh, Manx Radio here. and um, All sorts of other people. All sorts of other people who I decided <laughs> to invite. I wonder how many people I can get to go and see a shipwreck, eh? Well, here we go. Getting a bit closer. Still rather wet. Beth is... You doing all right? She's coming, slowly. Seems to be a lot of cursing going on. But uh, once you get up to it, here we go, right up to the front now. And you can see the outline of the ship quite clearly. Front of the ship, the middle, the engine block, what I assume was the part of the actual funnel, all sunk into the sands and the mud, as it has been for quite some time. You get a real idea of the outline of the ship here now all draped in seaweed it's got a real eeriness to it but you can see the whole ship it's uh, quite incredible one of the dark sky over and above you can see look through here not easy walking because it's very green and slippery we'll go a bit further up here and see what we can see and try not to drop either of the phones into the water now you can see Chris Sully, Sarah, the rest of our gang. There's Beth, that little speck in the background. Gradually getting closer. <laughs> so the rest of the gang are all out here before us somewhat. And it's, uh, so who's actually been here before? You've been here before, Lily? No. Yes, I no. have, a long time you ago. You walk from Balaf? You've been here before? I've never been here before. Never? I'm very interested You've got to, to admit, why. It, it is. It's why it's here. it's here. It's called the Passages. And it uh, grounded in 1931. It was a herring, uh, it was full of herring. It was coming back on a stormy evening. Uh, and it was at night, there was a strong wind blowing and it was blown onto the sandbanks. I think the engine conked out. Sandbanks! Uh, yeah. Sandbanks! 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 And, uh, sandbanks got it. The, but the good news was there was a crew of 13 and they're all rescued. Awesome. Oh. And they came, steam? the rescuers came pretty much the same way as us, I think. They came oh. down from, as far as I can gather, they came from the headland, right. according to the notes I've seen, and walked out and sort of got everyone off. So um, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a lifeboat rescue? <laughs> no. It was, a, a it, was, it was a walking rescue, a walking rescue. Well, yeah. And what yeah. about the herring? They dumped the herring overboard, <laughs> they apparently. It, yeah. they? Who's been here before, Ben? Never, never been here before. First time, and the scramble over the rocks was interesting. That was that it's sort a challenge, of isn't that, it? that's warmed us up, you yeah. know, the sort of bracing. Beth, Beth very breeze. sensibly put her UGG boots on. <laughs> yeah. Just yes. a thing for going through rock pools. Perfect feet attire. But actually, do you know what? It's really impressive because I mean, it's the, a proper wreck, isn't it? it? It's a proper wreck, and the sort of detail that you can see on it is genuinely very, very impressive. It was worth the scramble. It was, I think. Sarah, you've been here. I haven't. No. If you are coming out, the recommendation is don't wear UGG boots unless you're Beth. We're going home now, Beth. 
I'll give her a piggy ape. Don't be so mean. I can give you a piggyback, yeah. I hold that. Hold that. No, I don't. <laughs> don't fall head first, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Are you having fun yet? <laughs> <laughs> so we're here. Yep. We found it. Chris Sully. Oh, this is impressive, isn't impressive. it? <laughs> Next time you have one of these away days, I'm busy. <laughs> no, it's, it is. It is worth it coming down here in the end. Bit, bit precarious getting here, but wow, it's 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 good sight. It's good to see. I would have been quite happy just looking at it from the other side of the beach there, but still, we made it. We made it over. We made it all the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think everyone is. You thought they were going to be underwhelmed, and I think they're not. They're they're fully whelmed, um, and that it is spectacular, and that you can see the engine block. I wouldn't have known it's an engine block, but my friend over here tells me it probably is, and it's, and uh, you know the steam cylinders and such like. And if you look at it from where we're looking here now, and I'll t- I'll take a picture of this uh, and see how it's going. You can see, that, I mean, this is the front, isn't it? You can yeah. see it's going down there. It's quite clearly an old shipwreck. And equally, you can see, as we were saying in the notes walking up there, how you can imagine this underwater, can't you? This is as close, I think, as non-scuba divers will get to looking at a, a shipwreck as you might see it under 30, 40, 100 feet of water or whatever. It is just amazing, isn't it? Like you say, just imagining that Wednesday evening in 1931, just having no idea at all where they were and just that complete panic there must have been. Yeah, I mean, it's it would be terrifying, wouldn't it? It's not something I like to dwell on when I'm out on a boat, I must admit. And I always think of it every time you see the guys going out and the girls with that matter on the lifeboat. And I think... That takes some balls, doesn't it? If you imagine sort of one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, and I'm, if I'm at home sometimes, the wind's rattling around Kronkavadi on a sort of February morning or such like, and it's howling, and you get someone gets a call, they jump into their suits, go out, and then into a boat and charge out into the darkness. Um, and I know you're on state-of-the-art gear a lot of the time, but nonetheless, mm. can you imagine just going out and then trying to, you know, trying to locate someone on something in pitch black? Uh, terrifying. It really would be. But we made it. We've seen it. It's going to be some photographs on the uh, Manx Radio Facebook page. And, and some video, I think. And some... Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. We're looking forward to that. You eventually you eventually got here. Um, but there's, I think there'll be quite a lot of video. There's some nice video of the boat, I think, and some of the guys actually trying to get out here. It is, again, with our health and safety hats on. Yes, you probably either you know need to come on a good day, bring either Wellington's bare feet do you recommend bare feet well in the end yeah that yeah. wasn't too bad or like little wading sandals or something like that or an old pair of something you don't mind possibly yeah. getting rather wet uh, because it can be it sort of sits in the mud and it's pretty rocky and, and slimy and wet around about it so it's a bit of a scramble to sort of get here but it's worth it it is worth it max do you think it's worth it yeah but my feet are soaking never mind <laughs> It was a fun trip out. My feet were soaking, actually. But we did it, and uh, there will be some wonderful photographs. I have to say, Sarah Hendy took some cracking shots. Very artistic. Yeah, she she really is. Um, So well worth a trip out. Um, We will just, as we say, reiterate the health and safety warning. Wear the appropriate footwear. Make sure it is very low tide. And have fun. Yes, indeed. So, and by appropriate footwear, we don't mean Ugg boots. We're they talking wading warm. sandals, bare feet if you're feeling uh, rugged, or wellies, right, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We have reached that time of the programme where we take a rummage in our archive. It was my turn this week, so I have a, a cassette a tape. I have had a rummage. And uh, it just says on the spine, Manx Budget 1986. So uh, let's hear what that was all about, shall Don't we? To hit the button. Hit the button. Michael uh, has just joined us here. Um, David Cannon, I wonder whether you heard uh, John Kenyuk's uh, comments a little earlier, uh, saying that he thought that uh, the uh, debate following the uh, 
uh, budget speech was one of the poorest he'd, uh, he'd uh, heard in recent years. Was that your impression? Well, I thought that the budget was one of the poorest I've heard since I've been in, been in Tynwald for the last four years. In fact, John, if I may say so, my first reaction was that it was a colourless budget of a failed government. You see, it offers nothing to the ordinary Manx people. There's no encouragement for enterprise, there's no in inspiration for the future, no sparkle, no leadership, and not even a little bit of adventure. Now, I think um, this has already been um, put forward by John Wilson, but uh, Jack Wilson, but, uh, you know, I do reiterate it as a member of Tinwald, because really what has happened this morning is it's, it's, it's a case of a government uh, uh, that's been doing nothing for the last four years. It's just been muddling through, and I, I, I get the impression, even sitting around this table, John, that most people seem to think it is a muddling along budget. And you may well say, well, it's negative, and, uh, and what am I going to propose for a positive um, approach? You know, I, I, I can't go on being negative. I, you know, I believe the Isle of Man has everything going for it. The island is a jewel in the Irish Sea. It's, it needs marketing, it needs cohesive marketing. People come here for the environment, for the way of life, for, for, for the uh, security it offers to, to family people, to their children and so on. And but you, what we need but you mentioned marketing. Uh, surely uh, uh, the Chancellor gave us evidence in the speech of the way in which marketing... Well, one voice still familiar, I would suggest. One voice not quite so familiar. I can't even remember who that John is. Someone will tell me. No, I don't know. So from 1986, uh, a presenter here. Um, yeah, not sure. But it's so interesting, isn't it, listening back to those political debates. And you think, actually, over the years, how much really changes... Well, a colourless budget and the islands in mean, some of these phrases, again, you still hear knocking around, don't you? A colourless budget, I think, is the most unimaginative budget I've ever had. Yes, I think it's the sort of phrases we do here on a fairly regular basis still kicking around. And obviously, uh, David Cannon there always had a, a good turn of phrase coming out one way or another. And I suspect there'll be another budget along next year. And um, I dare say someone will say it's the worst budget they've ever had. I would have thought so. But anyway, we will be back next week and we will solve the Niable mystery. That's what we're going to call it, I think. The Niable. We will get there. I promise. We will get there. Until then, look after yourselves. Uh, if you go out, make sure you stay safe. Put some decent footwear and not Ugg boots. Cheerio. <laughs>